You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change the world. Hi kids, this is your Superpower Kid, Neverly Rekla. And today I am super excited for this interview because <clears throat> we have a very, very special guest. She is one of my true friends, Saida Desiree. And today we're going to be talking about sex talk with kids. That is right. So she's the author of an emer, emer how do you pronounce it? Emergence. <laughs> Emergence, thank you. And of the sensual women. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our amazing guest, Saida Desiree. Hi, Yay! Hi, Neva. I'm so excited. I've been excited to come on your show forever since I first I met you. I've been talking about this interview for weeks upon weeks now, so I'm super excited. Yeah. So I have some of my books here. This uh-huh. probably, do you see this backwards on camera? No, I see it clearly. Where did I come from? Yep, so it's where did I come from with the little baby. And then I also have It Is Not the Store. So, yeah, that's a good one, because it isn't the stork. <laughs> it, it's not. Like, some of the kids, it's actually funny what some of the kids think they are. Like, my my mom found me in the hospital, or my dad found me in this beer, or, like, the stork brought me. <laughs> the, the kids Interesting. Big stuff. Yeah, so, I've read these books ten bazillion times, so... <laughs> um, so what are your superpowers? I know that um, you have a lot. So, Yeah. I think one of my superpowers is that I am like this, I just have so much life. I'm like this life bomb. I'm like this yeah. pulsing like. No. <laughs> have you felt that when you're with me? It's like, yes. Right? And, and I attribute that to, to, um, to being raised in a way that's different, to being raised in a way that I actually was connected to my sexuality. So we can talk more about that if you like. So actually, I love that you're super calm, but then the stories that you share with me are like, you're just an inspiration, that's for sure. So um, do you mind sharing like the story of when you were hitchhiking or you know my favorites? Yes. So. Um, when we first met Neva, I, I felt really it was important to share moments in my life when I was younger of how I, I had boundaries because we can't talk about sexuality if we don't also talk about boundaries. So this is a story around boundaries. And so the story of hitchhiking, um, I used to hitchhike a lot in a part of Canada where there was no public transportation unless you had enough money to have a car. How do you get around? So hitchhiking was normal. A lot of people did it. It wasn't like a weird thing. Um, And there was a stretch of road that I knew really well that had no houses, no people for a long time. And I got picked up. And as we were going down this stretch of road, the man reached over and put his hand on my knee and asked me for a blowjob. Now, inside, I was terrified, like heart beating, racing, like crazy, crazy. Oh, my God. Like, what's going to happen? But... What happened was amazing because this voice came out of me and said, before I answer that question, (laughs) I have a question. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Do do you have a mother? Do you have a sister? Do you have female cousins? Do you know what you're about to, wait a second, 
how old do you think I am? And the guy was like bombarded by all my questions. He said, well, uh, I think you're like 13. And I went berserker because I was actually 22. And I couldn't believe that this man was about to hurt a child. Right? He thought I was a you child. You probably be arrested for sexual abuse. Yes. And so I went off. I went crazy. And I'm like, do you know what you're about to do? Do you really want to abuse a child? And I went crazy. And the guy was like crying and sobbing. And anyways, the story ends up on a good note where he didn't only just drive me like to where he was going to drive. He drove me all the way to my destination, which was an extra hour drive and was very kind and very apologetic. And I'm sure, Neva, that in his life, if he ever was tempted again, that this moment would replay uh, for him. Yeah. He'd probably be like, I don't want this to happen again. Right. That was scary. (laughs) This 22-year-old girl just made me cry, so I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Sorry, my dog is playing in my pillows. That's okay. It's probably a a cute dog. So, so the, 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 the point of that story is two things. When I was brought up, I was not um, conditioned to ignore my own uh, feelings of intuition and my own instincts. Mm-hmm. And so what happened there is my instincts took over because I was scared inside. But what came out was uh, something important and I couldn't have premeditated it. So it was instinctual and it saved me. It took care of me. And I think that's the important part of that story. I like that. Actually, um, um, want to hear a quick one of my stories? Yes, I love your stories. Thank you. So, when I was littler, we went to this, um, like, this restaurant, like, outdoor, like, somewhere you can bring your dogs, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, like, a bar area where we always met up with our friends. Yeah, um, I was... I was playing with this little boy, and I said, you can't hurt me, you can't hurt me, and guess what? He punched me. <laughs> he just went. Really. So, yeah, I learned my lesson very quickly. Well, what, what did you learn? I learned don't tell people that they can't hurt you or else yes. you will get punched in the face. So, right. That's a good lesson. It, yeah, I don't want that to happen again. No, you probably won't ever say that again to someone. No. Right? It's amazing, uh, Neva, because you bring up, you know, this idea that what we say creates reality. And we can see by both of our stories that that was true, right? Uh, On your hand, you said you can't hurt me. And then you've got the experience of, ow, that hurt. And then on my hand, um, I was just like, are you crazy? Are you actually going to try and hurt a child? Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And and what happened? And then he was, and then he took care of me. So, so it's... uh, in, in both instances, using our voice is actually important and using our voice in a way that leads us to what we want versus obviously in your case, not what we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I actually have another story, but would you like to share one of my absolute favorites of your stories? Yeah, so you know the one. Um, so this is a story from when I was 12 years old in school and in those days, like Madonna was in, so I'd wear, I wore all like the kind of Madonna clothes, like lace yeah. tops and tight jeans and 
like crop tops and stuff like that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you have permission just because I dress that way to grab my butt. You know, it just doesn't. And so what had happened was this young man had come um, behind me when I was bent over in my locker and he grabbed my bum and then kind of pushed on me. And ooh, that was a bad move because I strained up, grabbed his shirt and went douche because my father had a broken nose. There's blood everywhere. But my father had taught me no one's allowed to touch you. And if they do, you're allowed to kick, scream, scratch, hit, you know, do whatever you need to do. So I did. And there was blood everywhere. And he was screaming. And the kind of school that I was in had no doors. So you can imagine all the kids from all the classrooms came streaming out into the hall with the screaming kid and blood and then me all angry. And my teacher came out and he looked at me because he knew me. And then he looked at the boy and he looked at me and he looked at the boy and he pointed to the boy and he said, you principal's office. And then he looks at me and he leans in and quietly says, good job. And, and so the moral of that story was not only that I protected myself because self-defense is really important. Yep. Especially even if you're going to get in trouble, you know that you did it for the best. You did it for the best. And um, who knows what would have happened. It was kind of a weird situation and maybe because there were problems in that school with sexuality um, and the teenagers anyways. I was the younger spectrum of teens, but the older teens, there was stuff going on. So it was good for me to establish I'm not one of the girls that you can mess with, <laughs> right? And, um, and then the, princip- the, the teacher understood what had happened. So then I had the support of a teacher going, yeah, I need to empower a girl to have boundaries and to take yeah. care of herself, despite the fact that, you know, this kid has got a nosebleed. He actually misbehaved. He actually disrespected her. So he needs to go to the principal's office. And I thought that was really amazing, Neva, because I don't see a lot of people supporting in that way. Often we, we tend to, to be more angry and shame. So that was a really good experience for me as a young woman to like be empowered that way. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, this is one of my funnier stories. So have you ever seen um, Dolphin Tales? Dolphin Tales? Is that a show? Yeah, it's a movie. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of my really good friends, he's like my second dad almost. I, I call him Uncle Bernie. Um, so he took me to go see this dolphin that her, her, she lost her tail. And they made a movie about how this boy took action and called someone and helped her. And so she's at this aquarium. And he said, so I don't know if your dad has told you this, Neva, but there's a lot of people who want to kidnap you and sell you for sex and make your life miserable. And, and he said, so if someone, so stay really close to me, stay by me at all times, and if someone ever kidnaps you, just start screaming, help, help. I'm like, if it's a guy, can I kick him in the nuts? He's like, whatever you have to do to escape. Because I watch awesome. a lot of action movies. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, what's important here um, that we're saying with all our stories is that personal space, like understanding personal space and our boundaries is so crucial. And I think that we can't teach kids young enough. Like it needs to be taught almost out of the womb that your body is your body and no one has the right to hurt you or touch you or do anything weird. Yep. 
that is a true statement. Um, I definitely need my personal space sometimes. So um, my boundaries are you can't touch anywhere that the swim suit covers. Or when I say don't touch me, you do not touch me, or else you'll learn the consequences. Ooh. Oh. Well, I hope you never tell me that because I like your hugs. <laughs> yeah, I love giving hugs. That's the that I hugs I can make exceptions to. Awesome, I love um, it. Yeah. So, hmm, let's think. I'm coming up with questions. Do you have any questions for me? Well, I'm curious, Neva. You know, in terms of sexuality, because you brought up the books, like where do we come from, and you know, all of that. What do you think is important for kids to know about their bodies and sexuality? Like, what are you curious about? Well, I, well, I know how babies are made, so um, I've always been curious about like how babies are made. Or I probably did ask, like, when I could speak, where did I come from? Or I'm just one of those kids that's curious about those things. So I think that could kids should always have the right to, you know, ask, like, Mom, Dad, where did I come from? Or is it distorted? Is it not distorted? Like, I feel like that's important. But actually, that is a question I have for you. Um, Do you think it's important kids know what sex is? Absolutely. And, And here's why. If you look statistically at countries where sexual education is prevalent and quite at a young age, There's less STIs, that's sexually transmitted infections, and less teen pregnancies than anywhere else in the world that kids actually learn quickly, like, oh, that's what that is. Here's what I need to do. And I, you know, what's interesting, I learned about sex very young in my life. Um, And I was the one person that didn't have sex till I was like 18. All my other friends were having it very young. But I was the one that was most educated. And not only that, I was the one that was encouraged to have pleasure with myself, with my own body. And because of that, I wasn't that interested in moving into being sexual with someone else um, as young as all my other friends. And I think that that's what we think that we keep kids ignorant. It will keep them innocent, but actually it doesn't because children naturally know, I mean, especially right now with all the media and, and music videos and movies, you know this thing called sex. It's not like it's hidden from you. So why not have the people you trust, your parents, give you a proper orientation? And, and obviously you don't need to be graphic and pornographic with kids, but you can be honest. Mm-hmm. And then there's gradients of learning. So as a child gets more curious, we answer those questions with honesty and in a way that helps the child feel empowered and that sexuality is natural because it actually is. It's part of like, Guess what? I'm breathing, my heart's beating, and I'm a sexual being. It's, it's all natural. And so I think we do a kid a disservice actually later in life um, by alienating themselves or, or keeping them um, in the dark around something that's just very natural. Yep, I agree. Actually, um, so I do something on Facebook that my mom and one of our friends um, came up with a Leave It to Neva. And there are some interesting things that I say, like, um, we stayed at this hotel, and it had a lover's kit, and it said, comes with your own vibrating ring, and my mom took a picture of me holding it and going, and mom's like, 
And then mom said me. So what do you think this is for? What do you think the vibrating ring is for? And I'm like, so if you're single and you don't want to mingle, that's awesome i like that if you're single and don't want to mingle i might have to use that but i'll quote you that's awesome thank you yeah i think i think one of the things that is important that i um so i want to share like the the greatest damage that i see in adults that could have been prevented if they'd been educated as kids Mm -hmm. and it's the fact that that as adults they never learned how to have pleasure with their own body it was somehow shamed or not okay or like just it's not that parents need to teach it you just leave the child alone because kids are naturally curious they're going to explore but just leave the child to to their exploration obviously boundaries my parents had to say okay um you say to not in front of the dinner guests you're going to go to your bedroom (laughs) not in the safeway aisle no don't do that here you know in the bedroom so because I was very um, expressed as a young child (laughs) and so I learned boundaries and and I think that's really healthy and so the the thing that I um, find the greatest wounding in adults is that they don't know their own bodies and they don't feel at home in their own bodies and it's something that they that happened because of how they were raised I think primarily to allow the I call it erotic innocence and you probably saw that in the subtitle of my book and erotic innocence is, is something we need to really help cultivate in kids, which allows them to explore themselves in a safe way, but they're not looking at their bodies the way an adult does. So we don't have to worry about it. We just, you know, just let them have, I mean, you're so sensual, your skin is sensual, you know, you're smelling, like we literally make sense of reality through our sensuality. Sensuality is how we make sense of reality. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Actually, I feel like this is a good shirt that I wore today. It's so, my life. Yep. So I love this shirt. It, it helps know that it's my life. Like, there's boundaries. There's, like, that's, that's why I like this shirt. It's saying, my life, you can't control it for me. You're not a, you're not the, you're, I'm, my life's not a movie that you can direct. Right. Yeah, because, and and there's something I talk about, I'll just mention it really quickly, it's called sexual sovereignty, and it basically means that every person that is born, that their life belongs, their life, their body and their life belongs to them. And so the choices that happen around your body, they're yours. And yes, when you're a little infant, your, your parents care for your body, but with deep respect that this is a sovereign little being. And, and I think that's very, very important to teach children from a young age more out of modeling have you noticed that the modeling you receive teaches you more than what adults say like how people are or like that's how you're learning yeah yeah so it's very important to model that to kids that their body is a sovereign space it's their own space and and that they can make the choices about their body and and so that i think is needs to be part of the conversation around sexuality it's a huge part of it Yep. Like, that's why if, like, someone's too close, I've done this many times, like, if someone's too close to me, like, if they're too up in in my personal space, I say, do you mind, I need my space. Because it's important that you are okay saying, hey, I, you're a little close, mind backing up a bit. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like, 
my barrier is probably about here, except when I'm giving someone a hug. Like that. Right. Yeah. And, and that's healthy. And probably your boundaries, like I call them fluid boundaries, because probably with your mom and dad, you want them close. And then with strangers that you don't know, you want them a little further away. And yeah. so those boundaries are like, like, they move, they're mobile. And that's important too. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. So I think we might need to take a quick break, but um, we can keep on talking. So, awesome. Um, we'll be right back. We've been talking with Saida Desiree about sex talk with kids. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Saida Desiree about sex talk with kids. So, um, we were talking about how important it is that you have your own boundaries, right? Yes, so, absolutely. What do you think is one of the most important boundaries for anyone to have if they know that their body is their body? Right. So the most important thing is where's the line? That's, that's important. You know your line, right? You're like, good, good, too close. Good, good, too close. And here's what we do to kids, and probably your mom and dad didn't do this to you, which is amazing, but oftentimes we force kids to go kiss Uncle Bob or Auntie Shelley when they don't want to, you know, or we force them to even sleep in the same bed with another kid that we don't want to. There's like a, this is how it is. And what that does, it teaches the child that their own boundaries, that they don't exist, that, that they can be overridden, that they're not important, and they are important. They're very important. And so that modeling is essential if we want kids to be healthy. And you're so clear, Neva, but I think it's very, very rare. So I think maybe you should teach like a, a boundaries class for kids because I think Ooh, that, that, that would be, yeah. And just getting like kids to learn how to say no here, like step away and, and how to use your voice when the person comes too close to that line. Yeah. Actually, um, want to hear one of my other stories really fast? Yes. So, <laughs> um, I have two friends that always take me and one of my other friends who's the same age as me, um, like to a bunch of different places, like to the zoo, to the park, like anywhere. And um, this kid, he's a boy, and he would like touch me and get way out of way too close out of my personal space, and it got to the point where. We were all taking a bathroom break, and I said, that's it. Don't touch me again. That, that's it. You do not get to touch me. And then he threatened to touch me again. And I, and I stepped away, and I said, no. And that, because it's important that you never let anyone touch you when you don't want to. Exactly. And I think, too, Neva, would you say that if, if he had 
then done it that you would have felt actually confident to go to an adult and say, this is what's happening and I'm really uncomfortable. Yes, uh, if he touched me, like he threatened, like he was going to poke me. And if he actually did, I'd luckily I was standing right next to an adult. But I'm glad that, yeah, I would definitely say he's touching me and I told him no. Like, yes. Because he was like touching my butt and stuff, which mm. was definitely not appropriate. Right, and you're not inviting that. You're not, you're not wearing a sign that says, please touch my butt. <laughs> I'm not, my butt does not say, touch me. It is saying, yeah. back off. That's right. You should have a pair of pants that just say, back off. <laughs> yeah, that is that. I need to make that. Yeah, that would be fun. I have a shirt that, I'm going to have a shirt that says, touch me if you dare. And then uh -huh. I'm going to have my pants in, on the butt. It will say, back off. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I need to make that. I will make that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to share a little story from when I was six years old because it's mm -hmm. an important story. And it was the first day of school. And on the first day of school, in the first few minutes of school, unfortunately, the teacher that I had went around with me and all the kids and stuck her hand down our pants. Why? And it was very scary. I don't know why. But she kept trying it. She kept saying to us, doesn't that feel nice? And we were all frozen. And the reason I'm sharing this story is when I went home after that, I told my mom right away what happened. And she believed me. What's that? You were a very, very, very smart child. Yeah. But here's the thing that I want to say why I'm sharing the story. No other child told anyone. Wow. All the kids, there were 30 of us. I'm one out of 30 who told my mom, no one else said anything. But my mother knew me enough to know that it was true. And the next day we had a different teacher. So, yeah. yeah, she got fired. But I'm saying this because um, kids often won't speak up when something happens. And, and we must, we must speak up. It's so important to tell someone right away as quickly as you can someone you trust hopefully like your parents yeah. one of the things i used to be one of the things i have sometimes a problem with is saying no is i like i am afraid that someone is gonna not want to play with me or mm -hmm. like if i say like if someone's being mean to me i have a problem of saying no and actually want to hear a story of when someone um, that I thought was my friend actually constantly kept on bullying me. Yeah, I think that's an important story because it happens to all of us to be bullied. So actually, so we go to this conference called CEO Space, and this and this daughter of one of my friends, um, she like we went we this hotel who that CEO Space was at the at that time had a pool, and she took. And she took me down the pool. She didn't even let me like take off my shoes or anything. And I started crying because I didn't feel safe with her. Right. I, and one of the, and there was a bunch of teenagers in the pool, and one of the teens offered, "Do you want me to take you back to my mom?" And then your mom and she said, and then the girl that was bullying me said, "No, I'll do it," because she acted all like nice to me around other people, but then we turned around to the gate to go to the pool, and she handed me off to someone else. 
Oh. And she even called me a crybaby. So, and then my parents and I ever, I told them, and also we went to this golf place that was like, I was frightened of it at the time. And then I heard her whispering to her mom, like, kids shouldn't be crying at this, about this. And and then I, I told my parents, like, a couple of years later, and they said, we need to come up with a code blue, which is, which is, we have a code red, which is do not, which means for them, don't ask any questions. Some, someone might get hurt. And code blue is you need to take a pause out because I need to talk with you. So, yeah, it was really hard. To, because oh, yeah, I can imagine. Have you ever been like, if someone, like, you're scared to say no if someone's being mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I remember being my in grade six, and every girl hated me, every one of them. And yeah. every day on the lunch break, I don't know, they just decided to hate me, you know. I would say hate you. You're amazing. <laughs> and every lunch break, I would go practice piano, and they would come into the piano room and threaten to do all kinds of horrible things to me. They never did, but just the psychological abuse was really scary what for me. Everything from beating me up to, I don't know, just crazy things. That's and it was scary. I was very scared. And here's what happened. When Christmas came around, because I always gave like the best presents, everyone started, decided to be my friend again. So they were all nice to me because they all wanted to get presents. And I didn't give presents to anybody. But come the new year, they decided to be mean to me again. And I said to all of them, I don't care. You don't matter. Like, I see your game, and I'm not going to play your game. They just wanted to have a gift, so they were like, oh, hey, I'll give you my favorite scarf if you give me that toy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just, that, that's messed up. Well, what was interesting was when I reclaimed my space, because I was so afraid. I was, you know, when, when you're afraid, it, you don't have your space get small. And when I reclaimed my space, I got bigger. And all of the girls, they were following one girl. And so all of the girls just let it go, and they became my friends again. And just the one girl got to not like me, and nobody cared, and she didn't bother me again. But the we don't really teach kids about that. And it's very hard. So some things we do learn on our own. It's true. And I think if we could talk about it more, because I think bullying happens so much, we could talk about it more. And how do we collectively support each other? I, I think that that uh, conversation is very important in the empowerment of young people. Actually, um, I want to hear one of my stories about um, one of my um cousins um she sometimes doesn't like to be me like doesn't like to be very nice to me and it's hard for me like if she doesn't want to play a certain game i want to it's hard for me to say that i'm not going to play with you like if she's being mean it's hard for me to say if you're getting mean to me i'm not going to play with you it's hard for me to say that because my mind says, well, that, then she's not going to play with me. But then, and then I really regret not saying, stepping up mm -hmm. for myself. Because I actually really got hurt one time when we were playing. Um, so have you ever heard of, like, the marshmallow launchers, you know? Where you put, like, the tiny marshmallows in them and you launch them? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I blew one of them at her. And then um, she took it and she shoved it into my eye. Ow. Yeah, that, yeah, and it was just painful because um, some people, they don't, they do stuff and they don't think mm. what how it's going to affect the people that they care about, you know? So um, I think that that's important to kids for kids to know that they need to step up no matter what. Like, yeah, and, and how can we empower them, right? I know. How can we really help kids? Like, because here's the thing that you pointed out you, with your story just now, what you shared is that your need to like belong, like to connect was so strong. You're almost willing to override your need for personal space and, and taking care of that. And so I think what's really important is to give kids a sense that you do belong and maybe in the moment you're not going to like fit into this one person's agenda but if, if you stand up for yourself, who you really are gets to be in the world and you're not compromising yourself. That's a hard thing, but it's usually modeled by adults. And adults have a hard time with this too. A lot of adults will compromise their own integrity, their own space to belong. So, of course, kids are learning that. So to model something different where we can say, hey, if you want to play with me, awesome, but I'm not willing to play when you're being a bully. So, you know, how wild would that be? You know, it it's not, doesn't seem to be that weird, but it is when we raise a society of kids that aren't aware of their personal space and that they have the right to stand up for it. Exactly. That, yeah. um, I agree because actually, so you know how you're talking about how some parents will like say, go kiss Uncle Joe or go. Yes. Go hug that person that wants a hug. Yes. Um, there was a phase in my life where my mom did that, and she told me to hug someone, and then she realized we were actually at CEO space, and she got down on one knee and apologized. And she said, I'm sorry. I should never have done that because it's important. And actually, want to hear a story from that? Sure. I love your okay. story. So I came to my mom. So there was this woman who was trying to talk to me, and I didn't want to talk to that woman. I was just like, I don't want to hear you. And then, <laughs> um, mom said, hey, that woman is trying to talk to you. And that woman said, back off, mom. <laughs> and then ever, sen ever since then, my mom has not told me to hug anyone, to listen to anyone. I mean, it's, I know that it's polite to listen to people when they're trying to talk to you. They, she's taught me, and she has taught me now the exact opposite and told me, you don't have to hug anyone. Like, because, mm -hmm. like, it's important, like, because I actually watched one of the videos you made of when you were in Africa and you saw you were dancing with all those girls in 2014, remember? Yes. Um, yeah, and I loved what you were talking about because um, it's important that you stand up for what's right, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so I love that you're modeling this, Neva. I really think that you could bring this to kids more of just understanding, you know, what's physical space, what's a boundary. And although sometimes we're not going to be nice kids, like there's, especially for young girls, there's this like nice girl conditioning. 
And there's moments if someone's disrespecting you, they've given up the right to be treated by a nice girl. Now they're going to have to deal with the lioness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's so when people tell me, you know, is it legal that you broke someone's nose and said, is it legal for you to rape me or you know, hurt me? No. So yeah. if you disrespect me, I have the right to establish a boundary to self-defense and to do what I need to do to keep myself safe. I have that right. Because I find that most people, like there was a time where girls weren't even allowed to like have a job. Like they were disrespected for doing what they wanted to do. And I feel like that is for sure that if like, cause in movies, you know how those girls are always like super nice and like always the person that most people would expect a girl to be. I, I love it when, like, I love all your stories because it's saying we deserve, if you're being a jerk, that we deserve to, to have our boundaries and call the police if we need to, you know? Yeah, well, I want to mention this because here's what happens in a world where we domesticate each other, right? And there's certain parts of our instincts that are important. And trust me, if you were to physically disrespect a lion, the lion would be very quick to roar at you or, you know, swipe a paw or like establish like you've disrespected my boundaries. I've um, had the privilege to spend a lot of time in the wilderness and I watch animals, wild animals, and they're very um, certain about their boundaries and they're very clear about maintaining those boundaries. And, and yet human beings, for whatever strange reason, don't recognize these things. And they're actually, the more healthy our boundaries are, the safer we are and the more pleasurable it is to interact. So it's actually, like I said at the start, a detriment to kids, especially to not sh share this with them at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. I agree. So um, I think it's for sure that I, next time, um, cut, next time that someone like touches me, I'm going to say, you know what my boundaries are? You, like, if they touch somewhere that the bathing suit covers or they touch me when I say, do not touch me back off, I'm going to say, do you, did you, do you know what my boundaries are? Mm. Do not touch me when I say don't or else you will learn the consequences. <laughs> right? The lioness because will emerge. Because, <laughs> you know what the right thing is like the I would do in a situation that someone like, touches me and I don't want to be touched I would immediately go say I'm gonna go tell your mom or your or I'm gonna go tell someone about this I would just immediately go and if they touch me again I would go I would say back off then if they touch me again I'd probably slap them yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually healthy to, to maintain those boundaries. And again, I think kids should be taught self-defense and they, they need to learn no, the word no, like no, back off and to, to be really clear. I think that's important. And you know what that does, Neva, when, when we have clear boundaries and we feel like safe in our bodies, we actually then are the kind of people that do want more connection because we're clear about what we love. We're clear about what we don't want, but we're also clear about what we like. 
And I remember with you, we got all snuggly on a video we did together and we were just very close and that we both wanted that. It was consensual. It was, you know, connection. And so I think people don't need to be afraid that if we teach kids boundaries, somehow the kids will lose their ability to be affectionate. No, in fact, affection becomes more available when we respect one another's boundaries. Yeah, I agree. So some, I am very, I love connection. That's one of the things that I go to. Like, I love giving hugs. I, I just love it. It's, it's what I like. Um, so I agree that it's important if you like, respect one another that you will get more and more connection. Mm, absolutely. So, um, do you want to do a couple of super Neva questions and funny faces? Yes. We have to wrap up. Rawr, let's do it. Um, <laughs> do you have any other questions for me? Well, um, I think, you know, I was really curious what initially made you decide to have a program around sexuality? Like what's going on in your life, your world? Like what, you know, maybe it's your friends or yeah, just sort of what was the inspiration for you? Um, like what was the inspiration for me to like start talking about this and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Oh. And to have me on your show. And uh, Well, um, I think it's a great thing for kids for one to know like to be curious about like what where did I come from or like what what are boobs like what's a butt like yeah they should have that questions um but I'm really I was really excited to know that you wanted to be on my show um and I feel like it's important that the mission message that you and I are both getting out is yeah you kids who are watching this or um you should never ever let sell yourself to someone or or let someone touch you when you know that it's not oh okay hmm. so definitely have your boundaries and if someone touches you you just you maybe go to someone that you trust and that you know for sure is mm. Is your go-to when someone does something very inappropriate and wrong that I or in Saida's case punch them break their nose if they touch you <laughs> if they touch your butt when it's not okay yeah I mean it happens all all healthy instinctual creatures will establish clear space and if, if it resorts to that then it resorts to that and and I, I think that the other thing I want to say, Neva, the thing that I want to invite is if, if we witness someone who is having this experience and we know it's not okay, we actually can go and say, are you okay? Yeah. Is this what you want? And the person, because sometimes people freeze. They get so afraid they freeze. Yeah. And so I've actually stepped in many times when a woman looks kind of like a deer in headlights and these men are like bothering her. I'll just step in and talk to her. I ignore the guys. I'm like, are you, is this what you want? Are you okay? And she's like, no. And then I help her to get out of the situation. So I think it's important also to feel like we're not alone and we have community and we've got each other's backs. Have you ever been to Burning Man? Burning Man? No. No. So I, I understand it. <laughs> I, I went there for the first time with my family in 2017 and they allowed nakedness and stuff. And, um, I think they even have, yeah, they have like a sex tent. It's a tent that we walked by it. It's a tent that you get to have sex. But anyway, um, 
there was this kid, and they have two trampolines in Kidsville. And that's where my parents and I were staying. And I saw this kid, he, he was naked, and he was on the trampoline, curled up in a ball. And I ran back to my mom, and I said, Mom, there's this kid curled up in the ball, on a, curled up in a ball on the trampoline. What do I do? She said, go ask him if he's all right. And so I did, and luckily he was, but I was like, my heart was literally pounding. And because there's a bunch of kids surrounding him and like putting their feet out as if like they were kicking him. And I wanted to make sure that they, they he was okay with that. Mm. And I said, are you all right? And luckily he said, okay, but that took off so much pressure. Like, yeah, because sometimes, exactly, sometimes we need to ask, right? Because we don't know. Actually, um, it's weird. I'm better at standing up for other people than I am for myself. Oh, well, then then maybe we can, like, change that. And, and like, maybe, like, Neva can become, your, like, your own best friend. So you stand up for your best friend. How's that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I <laughs> so want to hear another story from the man? Sure. So everyone, everyone's friends. Just... just putting that out there no one hates no no one hates each other but one of my friends um um she we were on a trampoline and there were a bunch she was going to do a front flip and there were kids on the trampoline and this boy was like do it already just do it and i'm like she doesn't have to do it if she doesn't have want to do it and she's like yeah so i'm just like it's getting annoying, so I did a front flip for her, so she didn't have to. It's just like, boy, stop. So, yeah, I I stood up for her, and I agree. It's, you should always stand up for yourself like you're standing up for your best friend. Absolutely. And for each other, you know, because that's how we create a safer community is that people know that they can't get away with harassing people because we're seeing them and we're going to keep them accountable, yeah. It's interesting because I think – in that situation that that boy actually wanted to have like power over her, you know, right. like tell her what to do and boss her around. It's just, so I was just like, she doesn't have to do a freaking front flip if she doesn't want to. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, awesome. um, I have a couple questions. Yes. What is your favorite color? My favorite color is like a azure. Do you know that color? It's like a turquoisey, bluey, greeny, it's bright and full of life. It's almost like the painting behind you. Oh, yeah. Yes, and like your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh. Mm. That when I would touch a person, mm-hmm. that we'd instantly, like, we wouldn't need to talk. There was, like, instant connection, instant knowing and, and it's like a virus. So every person I touch would then be connected to the next person. And then the whole, I would just walk, run around and touch everybody. And then they would just create like, yeah, exactly. This awesome connection between everyone. <laughs> I love that. Actually, that's similar to one of my superpowers. And it's like, one of my superpowers is healing. So I can make like crystal grids and actually if like I have the power of like touching someone and then I can heal them. That's how I work. 
But actually, I want to know one of my superpowers that a couple of my superpowers that I would love to have. Yes, tell me. It was mind teleportation, and then Ooh. yep, invincibility and um, flight. And flight. Oh my god, I want flight too. Because <laughs> I I love. Have you ever gone ziplining before? I actually haven't. I've done many things, but I haven't done that. Yeah, I love ziplining. It's like when you're up five thousand feet in the in the air is so much fun. It's just. We'll have so, to do that together. Nice. <laughs> um, but I want to be able to be like the master of hide and go seek. Well, I actually want to hear a quick story. Sure. Okay. So it's not any of my stand-up stories like we've been talking about. But my sister and I are playing hide and go seek. Um, my half-sister, she's 17. Her name is Danica. And we... Um, we are playing how to go seek in the bathroom. My light in my bathroom is automatic. So she didn't know that you can turn it off. But the funny part is, it took her 30, 45 minutes to find me. So oh my goodness. You were like superpower hiding person. Yes. I was invincible. So you were. Awesome. Uh, so... Do you have any other questions for me? Because I love when my guests ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, let's see, what's a good question that I could ask you? What's the thing that you would love the most for 2018? Hmm. Hmm. So I definitely want to call, at the end of two th 2018, I want to make a million dollars so I can buy a pet, a pot belly pig. That's going to happen. It's not supposed to happen. Might happen in twenty twenty one. But but I also based on the conversations we've been having, I want to be able to stand up for myself. So yeah, I'm like gonna create because I'm a manifester. So I'm going to create um me being able to stand up like a situation where someone's being mean to me mm. or me, and I stand up and say, that's it. No, stop. Like back off. You're being mean. You're in my space, especially, especially being mean in, in someone's space. That's the worst, you know? Exactly. So. And oftentimes bullies have been bullied. So, you know, they're acting out what has happened in their lives. Yeah. And they think it's all right. Mm. Um, Actually, I I know what what that's about because I know that like if someone is actually being a bully, I can always say I know that you've probably gone through some traumatic experiences. But let me tell you something: you don't. The best way you can do this is by talking to someone that is not that you love and that supports you and they love you and that because of the worst way to take care of it is do what is traumatized traumatizing you you know yeah so i feel like just telling them i know that you've probably gone through bad experiences but go go tell your aunt go go tell yeah. your cousin go tell your sister your brother just do that so you know that's so, awesome. Yeah. So what is your favorite animal? I have my dog with me. 
Oh, um, my favorite animal. I, I, I love all animals. It's very hard to pick a favorite. And right now, because I'm having like intense lion dreams all the time, like everyone, I just, so I'm just going to say lion, but, but I love all cats, literally all big cats and all little cats. And actually I love dog. I love it all. But if I had to have a favorite for now, I think the animal that's very much in my consciousness is, is the big cats, the lions. I actually think that, yeah, that resonates with me right now. Yeah. Do you awesome. want to see my dog? Yes. Let's see the dog. She's in the other room, but I'll go get her for you. <laughs> Daddy. Hey. Ooh. She's a seven-pound schnauzer. Oh, how cute. <laughs> Come say hello. Aww. <laughs> Hi, baby. So we named her after the goddess Kali. So her name is Kali. Nice. The goddess Khaleesi, you know how she's the goddess of destruction? Yes. She, this little missy, is the goddess of destructing your hands when you play with her. So. Okay. And chewing your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't do that, luckily. Okay, good. Say bye to Saida. Hey. <laughs> okay. So, guess what? It is time for funny face time. Ready? Ooh. Yep. So make your funniest face in three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> so do you want to make a funny, a scary face? I could try. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> so, want to join me in the sign-off? Yes, let's right. do it. Remember, kids, we all have superpowers, and we, we can, change can change the, the world. world. Yes. Thank you, Saida. Thank you, Neva. It's been amazing to be here. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Hey.